0: Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to more than baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players.
1: We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer, so if you've got a mom or a dad, or grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys.
0: Meet your new favorite team at SportsBallBox.com.
1: Is there anybody there? So I'm in love with with the smaller schools. I mean, even the NAI schools are great. I mean, the communities out here really embrace those teams. They're in smaller towns, uh, smaller communities, and it's, you know, it's a part for the town.
0: What's up, Deadhead Group? Ed here. And on this episode, I give you guys Jerry Quickle. He is a fellow collector. He collects some awesome awesome football helmets from all sorts of college football um uh, the nfl um you name it he's got it let me tell you guys it felt good to have uh, an opportunity to go back to my roots and talk to fellow collectors and, and and it was a lot of fun he even is a massive kansas city royals fans i'll forgive him i'm a guardians fan but hey listen it is what it is but without further ado guys i give you the episode All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Data Chronicles. Obviously, you guys know who I am. My name is Ed. And with me today, guys, I have Jerry Quickle, who is a, listen, your collection, Jerry, is absolutely amazing. You collect a lot of cool stuff, especially football helmets. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Ed.
0: Oh, absolutely! I uh, I uh, I was telling you, you know, before we started that I saw your your uh, your Twitter account and I saw the amount of helmets that you have put out, and I'm like, I got to get this guy on! I I got to find out the story behind how you started, why, and all that fun stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, well, it's it's kind of crazy how it <laughs> well started. But, yeah, well, happy to tell you.
0: So let's start by this. Let's, let's, let's get started with the how would you become a fan of sports or of, you know, especially uh, football for you?
1: Okay. Well, that's pretty simple. My, my father was a high school football coach um, when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, that just kind of came with the family. That was part of what we did. Um, uh, so he, he instilled the love of the game for all of us so um
0: and and then from there just it just the addiction grew huh
1: well yeah you know it, it all started uh when i was a little kid you know the gumball helmets
0: mm-hmm. you yeah
1: know, i couldn't, couldn't walk by those in the grocery store without throwing a fit and getting a helmet and <laughs> um, you know so i i had those when i was a little kid and then you know, when i was roughly in high school they uh Came out with Dairy Queen. Came out with the uh, Sunday and the helmet. The first thing, of course, you know they did the baseball helmets. Then they did the NFL helmets. I believe they actually did them in the, the CFL as well. Um, so you know that was a big deal. I wanted to wanted to get all of the NFL helmets out of the uh, the Dairy Queen. Of course, that that was expensive when you were ten years old. So oh yeah. So, so it grew from there, and then uh, you know when I graduated from college. Um, my first gig out of college was I was a Rodell rep. So I sold helmets and shoulder pads and uniforms and some of the other uh, equipment stuff that went along with it. So um, I'd been around sporting goods forever, been around the game forever, um, kind of had a little bit of an in with Rodell on, uh, on some of the stuff. And um, that's when I started really kind of picking them up here, or there at a trade show or at a school or wherever it was uh, that I might be. and. Um, it's grown to this, so,
0: <laughs> so, uh, so you became uh, a rep with Redell How? That's pretty cool. First of all, I mean that's a that's a pretty reputable company to be working with. Yeah,
1: it, it it's actually it was my dream job. It just happened right out of the gate when I got out of school, but. <laughs> The problem with that is the way that that, that industry was designed yeah. was, you know, you it's a commission-based business, and mm. you're really only going to make a lot of money if you're in a heavily populated area, and there are a lot of schools and a lot of pull on that product. Um, you know, I live in Kansas. Uh, we've only got so many people out here, so <laughs> many schools, Uh once I had a couple of kids, I needed to uh, I needed to move on in my career and, and make some money, so <laughs> that's where I got out of that and um, you know went on into the business world from that point on. But at least I had that experience. You know, as I get older, I, I'm 57 right now. I get a little older, maybe that's something I'd love to do in the the twilight of my career when I don't I don't really need to make a ton of money. So uh, might as well do something you enjoy. So maybe I'll look back into that at the end here.
0: Hey, you know, when you decide that you wanted to follow your dream job again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. No, it really was, it really was a dream for me to be able to do that. I was always infatuated with, with helmets and, and, um, you know, both baseball helmets and football helmets or hockey helmets or whatever it is. I just, mm-hmm. I like, um, so it was cool to be able to work for them and, you know, still love them to, to this day. I just wish I could have made a living doing it. So,
0: And, and it, it does, you know, it, it, obviously we both know already that, you know, having a collection does get to be a little bit expensive. <laughs>
1: well, it can be. Um, I have lucky enough uh, the way that I do things and in in, with social media coming along, um, when I started collecting these things, it was the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And at, at that stage, you know, a football helmet has 10 year life on it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, they're no good after 10 years. So everybody's got something that is outdated and they can't use. Mm-hmm. And so, at that, you know, just asking for it, these guys didn't really know. There wasn't a pull for it. They really didn't know what to do with it. So they just give them to them because they needed to get rid of them, get them out of there. So um, that was kind of the, The trick and the hook was to to talk to guys about it and anything that they had that was outdated, they'd be happy to give you. So, um, but once you know, once college football took off to what it is today, um, there is a lot of money in the collecting part of it. And um, unfortunately, I'm not a guy that can play in that arena. So, you, you see a lot of new stuff out there that's hand painted helmets that you know, I think BYU wore something this week that was hand painted one-off uh utah wore some this week yep those things two or three thousand dollars piece if you're out there on the collector market that's just not something i can play in but uh.
0: you know it's i i love them i have a actual i have a replica one of my uh, nfl team the cleveland browns but and then that one is expensive just because of right as an nfl team and like i mean i i can't play in that in that arena either i'm like i'm already priced out as already as it is yeah
1: yeah yeah they're expensive but um you know most most of the helmets that i get i are, are sent to me at free of charge and um you know i pay a lot of freight guys say yeah i'll send you one but you know, pay for the freight I' there's no problem i'll send them money for the freight and even made some donations to programs here or there and um, especially in some of the schools that I know are underfunded and and, um, you know just to help out where I can but um, the coaching community and the equipment manager community has been so good to me yeah they think the collection is neat and a lot of the smaller schools I don't know if a lot of guys even really know who they are let alone have somebody call on them and interest in their program so um
0: that's what I like about your collection. is the fact that you have the small schools. That's my favorite part of all of this. Is you know the division two, II, division three schools, right? I mean, they all have different names now, but like that's my favorite part that I see when I look at your collection because I've seen a couple of your uh, pictures and videos on 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 your Twitter account. Then I'm like, man, that is impressive, and some of them have some really cool logos that not a lot of people know about.
1: Sure, sure. There's a and. In- I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that I don't have. and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a, a small college guy. When you, when you're from Kansas, um, there's a lot of NAI schools out here that play football. There's uh, we've got four division two schools in this state. We've got uh, two division one schools that play in this state. So, um, but there are 24 schools in the state of Kansas that play football from junior college all the way up um, to division one. So, uh, I have 23 of those. I'm still working on one of
0: those. So. <laughs> but, Come on, uh, number 24. Get it together, guys.
1: Dodge City Community College. You need to send me one of those things.
0: Yeah, let's go. So, so let me ask you. Okay, so let's go back a little bit here. So, you decided that you wanted to start collecting. Uh, you know, it, it, what was your first helmet that you collected? Your first ever. You know, big, actual game-worn helmet that you've actually collected?
1: So the first one that I have is a 19, first one that I got, 1991, uh, University of Kansas. And I, I got this because I was the Riddell rep, and they were my customer. And um, on the weekends, I would work the home locker room mm-hmm. and work, work the sidelines just uh, helping the equipment manager out. He was a good friend of mine and still is to this day. Uh, he retired a couple of years ago, but, uh, yeah, I, I, have got 24 different university of Kansas helmets over the years. Um, so, you know, when you're a bad team, you usually change every time you get a coach They change everything. So, um, so we've got, I've got quite a few there. that. That's, that's really my true love is are the Jayhawks and, and, um, but, uh, no, that's, that's kind of how it started. That was the first one I got. Um, and then my other customers, you know, Kansas state, Missouri, uh, the Kansas city chiefs were a customer of mine. Um, and all these guys are great guys and they were happy to help me out with some of the stuff. So.
0: That's pretty cool. I I I remember the Jayhawks had this one with their bird on it, but it was with um, it looked like a missile, like a plane with like the billets on it. Oh, yeah. that one was yeah. amazing.
1: That is uh, that is my all time favorite helmet. That's the Warhawk that they wear. That um, it was a World War Two yeah uh, salute. There's a a Jayhawk squadron of fighter pilots in World War Two. And that is a salute to service helmet to those guys. And they wear that once a year. Um, they wore it last week at Oklahoma for this year. The last year they wore it at Texas when they won at Texas. So yeah, that was pretty, yeah, it's a great helmet. It's They're hard to come by.
0: So. Yeah, those things, I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I am impressed when I saw it. And I, and And I think it speaks volumes to now the way that, um, co- college athletics has gone right. You know that you not only you have different uniforms, pants, socks, all that stuff, but the biggest accessory is the helmet. Right, every college has like three or four different, you know, designs that they put together. My alma mater, uh, Kent State University, right, the Golden yep. Flashes. They, they. Oh man, I, I am trying to get me one of those because that is my all-time favorite they have some really cool ones and but it's like is there a way of trying to also recruit players as well
1: oh sure yeah it's all marketing these days and you know oregon started it uh they had a they had a program that was just kind of a run-of-the-mill average college football program and phil knight got involved with his alma mater and wanted to figure out a way to make it relevant and it worked i mean that's a good way to
0: make it relevant
1: yeah, they changed, uh, they changed their uniforms there for, gosh, I don't know what it is, it's seven or eight seasons. They didn't wear the same uniform at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they've toned it down a little bit. They've got down to where they have four different colors of helmet now, where they had at one time they had up to eight or nine. But uh, they, they change. A, everybody changes a lot of looks just with decals now, too. So yep. you may have one or two colors of a helmet in your, your inventory. Mm-hmm. But then you you're able to change the look with different decals every week, and so it, it gives you a new presentation. So,
0: and it's and it's funny because you say that you know Oregon was the one that started it, but now you also have the big schools like you know Ohio State and all these other schools are like. Where they're very, you know, very traditional when it comes to what they wore. Like, no, we don't want to change. And all of a sudden you got Ohio State bringing out the all black helmet or, you know what I mean? Different, different variations, Michigan, right? Michigan State, all these big 10 schools. And then you're like, all right, you know, SEC teams are doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, I like the way uh, when those traditional programs do it, they only do it once a year. I like that. Notre Dame has their Shamrock series. They do once a year. They'll wear something, but then it's back to tradition. I love that about those programs. Um, you know, I I totally get it with the the guys trying to market their program and make it look different. Um, but there's there's no marketing involved with with the big guys. You know, we are. You know, if you're Michigan, you know you're Michigan.
0: Yeah. You know, you- all you have to say is we're Michigan, and I was like, all right, fine. You <laughs> recruited me. All right, cool. You're paying my yeah. school tuition.
1: Yeah, so it's it's cool. But I do love I I do love the smaller schools. That is that is really my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a division two school here in Portia State University, which is a a great school out here in Kansas. And um, uh, so I'm in love with with the smaller schools. I mean, even the NAI schools are great. I mean, the communities out here really embrace those teams. They're in smaller towns uh, smaller communities. And it's, you know, it's a part of the town. So it's, it's more almost like a high school atmosphere. Yeah. Gets involved.
0: And and it's funny you say that because I'm, you know, originally from Ohio, from Cleveland. Right. And then you always heard of the small schools, Mount union, right? Like that was like, you know, the purple Raiders, right? Like, I mean, that's a small school right there. That's like, you know, everybody knows who they are when, when you say that. And I, I, I am a huge fan of the, like you, like you, the smaller schools, the, the lower division schools, because one, their playoff format is a whole lot better yeah. than, what, you know, what they have. And I'm like, oh, newsflash guys, playoff format works. It's, it's been done for a long time. Yeah.
1: Well, the beautiful thing about that, are that is the kids that are playing at those levels are kids that really want to play they They love the game and they'll, they'll do whatever. Uh, you know the big time kids. I mean, there's. You see some of them out there. You don't even really think like to play, mm-hmm. but they're they're just talented enough that that's how they do it. But if you're playing Division three football somewhere, you're playing because you love to play the game, and that's the opportunity that
0: you have. You got an opportunity to get a degree, and you're at the same time you're still playing football. And why not?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great thing, and I love it. And I I don't know why it got. This out of hand for me, but uh the social media, you know, being 57, it was never really a big thing for me social media wise. But my right. my daughter talked me into you know posting one saying, hey, you know, you gotta put one or, one or two of those up and on your Twitter page. And you know, I had like a hundred followers or something, and all guys that I knew. And I put those up, and you know, the next thing you know, I've got four thousand followers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ESPN retweeted a couple of my things earlier this year and it was like, oh, you got to be kidding me.
0: I mean, listen, I'm looking at a video right now that you have pinned from, you know, last year, April last year where you're talking about your your up and there it is. There's the one that I was talking about, the Warhawk helmet that just came through on the video. I mean, it's it, it, it's cool to see fellow collectors and th- that's the beauty of it, right? Like, I mean, there's so many ways that you can start collecting. I collected that hats, obviously, but like with you with helmets, and it's like that's impressive. Like the amount of time and dedication that you have to put in order for you to do the research, reach out to you know equipment managers and schools. I mean, that takes a long time. I'm I take it.
1: Yeah, it sure does. I I'll sit down and maybe on a Saturday I'll I'll write a hundred letters, emails, um, and it takes quite a while. Uh, I've got a cycle of about probably 350 schools that I still don't have anything from. And, um, I try not to bug them too much, you know, every couple of months I'll send out a, a letter, but, um, the social media thing really, really took off and I've had people reach out when ESPN retweeted my, my I had taken a picture of myself in my yard with all of my helmets. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That is you, you literally took out all those helmets, put it in the yard. Because, I mean, I'm looking at your background right now behind you and like you have it all beautiful set up and you just took them all down.
1: Yeah. So it's crazy. I, I That was a mistake. I'll tell you that right at the beginning. <laughs> I, I went to my wife was out of town. And I thought, well, I'm going to clean this basement. You know, when you've got all this down here, you can dust and you can you can maintain it fairly well, but it's really hard to do a real good clean of it. And right. I, I took everything. I started carrying them upstairs and, you know, you get about six to eight of them at a time. And but when you got 450 of them, that's a, you do the math on the, on the trips and so you I got put that. your
0: put your Apple Watch on, and then there goes the step counter for the day.
1: It's <laughs> like I got about halfway through, and went, "Holy smokes, this was a bad move." But do you turn around and go back, or do you you press on? And so I got <laughs> out there, and as I got them piled up out there, I went, "Yeah, now I got to go clean this basement." And I'm worried about somebody stealing stuff out of my front yard. Yeah, so yeah, that I didn't think it through, but uh,
0: that's son, impressive.
1: My son came over to help me uh, put them all back in, and and he called a couple of his buddies, and that's when we took some photos. Um, uh, was when those guys got here, and and then they they brought them all back in. All I did was hang them up. So
0: <laughs> I mean, I can see a couple of them. You got Western Kentucky, Ohio, Middle Tennessee, South Dakota, obviously uh, Kansas, uh, Duke, uh, UNC, NC State, Wake Forest, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, you got some yeah. big bowling green right there
1: yeah i've you know? got all division, all division one uh fbs helmets with the exception of four there's four of them that i so there's 131 of them i've got 127 so uh, yeah i'm I'm missing a couple georgia state and old dominion and mm-hmm. southern and charlotte uh,
0: the 49ers yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: those are the four I don't have a division one. And then, you know, as you break it down in uh, FBS, I believe I've got 59. I've got uh, 93 division twos. Uh, oh, that's impressive. 41 division threes, uh, 50 NAI helmets, uh, nine or 10 junior college helmets. I've got a couple of high school helmets from around here. For the local coaches have given them to me. I, uh, <laughs> Kind of out of room, but yeah, I'd love to have
0: one. Heck yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to work with you on, you know, getting me a Kent State. Do you have a Kent State one?
1: I've got a Kent State one. I don't have a connection there at the moment, but the guys that, so I mentioned my my buddy at the University of Kansas that was mm-hmm. equipped with a, the staff from Kent State, Glenn Mason, was hired at Kansas from Kent.
0: Ah, uh-huh. so
1: those guys all came from Kent State and that's, he got me my Kent State helmet. So it's, it's a little old. It's got the, uh, it's got the flash with the, the bird head on the side of it, but it's, it's a sweet looking lid. So,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to work together on that one. Cause I would <laughs> like to add it to this collection here. Cause that's impressive, but man, okay. there's some cool ones there. They are some cool ones.
1: Yeah. Um, there's, there's some really neat stuff out there.
0: Air force. I see that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: uh virginia military there it is
1: vmi that's a hard one to get i'd love to get the citadel to go with it they're rivals and i i can't get for some reason can't get the citadel to respond to me but we'll see
0: come on citadel let's go
1: yeah i got navy army air force and vmi
0: that's cool marshall utep oregon missouri i'm you know alabama right there i see yeah, and see,
1: most of most of those larger schools that I have are older helmets too. Yeah. they were back back in the '90s and early 2000s when I was still uh, still pretty active. And so there were other Rodell reps that were saving me rejects out of the bags of reconditioning, things like that. So um, if I were to call up Alabama today and go, "Hey, I got okay. this,"
0: they will laugh at you.
1: They laugh at me and go, "Yeah." Stand in line with all of our donors.
0: <laughs> right. I was like, no, no, we got, we, we still got wait. Other people don't, you know, can't, can't get it right now. Yeah, so, uh, but you got one though, like, which is cool because even right. if it's an older one, that still, you know, holds value. Right. Cause a lot of people are going to want to get one.
1: Oh, yeah. well, the older ones, people are, there the, actually, they're actually more desirable. Yeah. People are really, you know, you don't, you don't see them anymore. They're no. just threw, threw them away. There weren't a lot of them out there. So that's crazy you're lucky enough to have gotten some of that stuff but uh, i love the old stuff
0: how many nfl ones do you have
1: i have all of them oh Uh, really yeah i've got all of them now a couple of them are new they're not Uh they're not gamers but um i've got some gamers in there too and i've actually got 18 of the 19 usfl helmets
0: what
1: were out there and yeah, so I've, I've
0: and the made, original USFL, right? Like this is the yeah. original USFL.
1: Yeah, I don't have any of those that came back last year. I just yeah. have the the ones when I was in high school. Let's go.
0: <laughs> what about the CFL?
1: I don't have a single CFL helmet and I probably should reach out and see if I can make that happen.
0: That would be cool. Yeah, there's some cool helmets like, you know, the BC Lions, that's a cool one, you know, um my uh the rough riders as another one uh red black so that's those will be some cool ones to collect
1: yeah yeah i'd love to get those eventually um gotta pick and choose these days because i'm running out of space (laughs) (laughs)
0: but i was just gonna ask about that so you're running out of space where do you put the the excess stuff like you put them in Uh, there
1: they're they're all over the place they're uh, they're actually organized very well i try and keep them by conference but conference realignment I have to stuff all over the place but um i have an office down here as well mm-hmm. that has i could actually take some stuff off of the walls and, and slat that out and and hang another hundred or so if oh, i wow. that are so i just you know i've got them they're pretty much everywhere
0: that's but, awesome so you said that you spend a Saturday, you just, what, you just turn on college football and then, you know, that ESPN plus, cause now the ESPN plus shows so many other, you know, games now that you can watch pretty much whatever I, the other day, I just put the quad box and then I just put four different games and off I went.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do all kinds of stuff like that. I, I watch a lot of division two games. I have some very competitive football and, There's some NFL-caliber players, not Mm -hmm. the whole team, but you'll see some really good players at that level. Uh, But typically I won't send anything during the season at all. Mm -hmm. Um, These guys don't have time for me. They don't want to hear me bugging them. Now I've had guys reach out during the season and send some stuff to me, Um, but I I typically don't start asking until probably that last week of the season. Um, When everything is just... Right. There's a sweet spot in there where... Uh, the season ends, and then the reconditioners come to take the equipment to get it recertified. Mm-hmm. So, if you can catch them before those guys get a hold of everything, those coaches will typically have them hold out anything that's too old. And, Interesting. Um, so, there's a sweet spot there, and then there's a sweet spot when they come back um, after Christmas break. Um, they'll start getting some reconditioning back, and they'll have some. They call them fails, reconditioned fails. Mm-hmm. So if they've got those hanging around, that's a good time to get a hold of them. But, but you know, coaching college football is a year-round thing. Um, there are no days off, really. So there's a true, couple, true, couple really sweet spots in there. You know, they have summer camps all on on their campus. So um, that's really where they supplement their income. Um, they're allowed to have these summer camps, and you know, they don't get a lot of these guys at smaller schools don't get paid a lot, but they do get to keep money from their camp and so that's a big time for them so you you hate bugging guys during the time where they're actually can make a little extra money yeah so there's you know it's kind of a kind of an art form to not make everybody mad but just
0: you got like you said you got to find that sweet spot uh, where they can you know they can you know send you on talk to you and then go from there
1: yeah and i i tell you what i i stop in when i travel if i'm out traveling for work. Um just stop in and show guys pictures of what I do. And I'm I like to say it, I'm undefeated in person.
0: Yeah, I like it. I'm undefeated in person. Can't they know?
1: Up, yeah typically they'll do whatever they can to help me if I show up in person um because it's easier for them. You know they've all got the stuff. It's a matter of getting them to pull it, re-decal it, put it mm-hmm. in the mat. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big ask mm-hmm. for free.
0: <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, can I have one of your old helmets that you guys are not using? Pretty please.
1: Yes. But, but when you show up in person, they loved it. They love to talk to you I mean, there's always somebody there that, that wants to talk to you and, you know, smaller schools, you, you hunt up the head coach and typically he's calling the shots on everything.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he. It's true. I mean, nowadays, like you said, you know, football is a year round business. You know, it's just how that goes. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you're not doing recruiting, you're doing spring ball or getting ready for the fall and all of that fun stuff. And, and like you said, summer camps, th- that's another moneymaker. So you, you, you gotta be working.
1: Yeah. And I gotta, you know, they, re-recruit a coaching staff every year. I mean, it's an extremely transient business, guys will be there for a year and then they'll move on, they'll move up, they'll move to a different place. And so these head coaches have to re-recruit their own coaches oh, to fill out crazy. a staff and then it's there's ne- they're never done recruiting kids. I mean, they're recruiting mm-hmm. kids. So um it's a big job uh, these guys have, and the smaller the school, typically the more is on the head coach. Um, so, if you go to a large Division One school and you want to talk helmets, you talk to the equipment guy. You don't even, you know. And if there's, you bring the coach in for aesthetics. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want, I want this color. I want that color. I want these decals. I want this look. But the equipment guy usually handles all of that. The order, pretty much, the re- yeah. Stuff. The, uh, the, the further you go down. The more the head coach is actually involved in doing all of it. And um, so it's, I I appreciate their time and I appreciate their um, commitment to their job. And I don't wanna, you know, I certainly don't wanna get in their way of doing what they need to do. But um, these guys are really, have been, I can't tell you how great it's been to meet these, all these coaches and all these equipment guys and see how they respond to this. it's just been fantastic. I never dreamed anybody would give a crud about this collection, other than myself and a couple of my buddies that think it's pretty cool.
0: I think it's amazing. I mean, it's it like I said, I'm a collector, so I appreciate when I see other collections like yours that it's is cool to see and is Listen, and you know, if I was to visit your your house, I'd be like, "Hey, take me to your, you know, the man cave, because that's where I want to see. I want to see what you got there, you know, because that's cool." Yeah, it's
1: it's a lot of stuff. You know, it's, I'm a baseball fan too, so um, you know, I've made it made it to every major league baseball park, and uh, not only have I made it to every major league park, I made it to probably a hundred different college parks and minor league
0: parks now we gotta talk okay here we go all right so let's talk because i'm a huge minor league fan right yeah. i i'm a obviously a lot of these hats that you see back here these the majority of them 90 percent of them 95 percent of them are minor league hats you yeah. know in independent uh college uh collegiate wood bat uh, uh you name it i got it back there so you know so you're a huge baseball fan what's your major league team
1: Oh, the Royals. Here, The
0: Royals. You're we Royals. We're, we're, we're rivals, you and me, my friend.
1: You know, we, we get good every 10 years. We'll have a good year or two, and then we're back to the bottom. So,
0: <laughs> I'm a Guardians fan, so I understand. Like, I mean, we've had our good day, our good years. We have our bad years. This year was a really good year. Did not expect them to make it to the playoffs. I was very happy, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's a thrill up and down thing, but. You know, I, not only have I been to every major league park, I've caught a ball at every major league park.
0: Oh, you thought you were going to continue with the episode and you were going to hear his story on how he has collected baseball at every single major league baseball stadium. Well, you still can next week so i'm gonna stop it right here we are going to continue this conversation jerry and i uh we go into some depth here guys on baseball so stay tuned for next week it is it, it is a really good interview i promise you that okay but before i go i am going to give you guys the joke of the episode which is what do football players do when they get overheated they get closer to some other fans All right. All right. I'll see myself out. And until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved
1: Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media.
0: Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data at Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean, and I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets.
1: What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tommaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at patlarson one I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball.
0: So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Media at CurveBrainMedia.com.